2: All right. All right! All
1: right! This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Here's In the Bonus with Doug Gottlieb. Woo!
3: What up? Doug Gottlieb Show in the Bonus. Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio app. It's a Friday. And um, look, radio show we started, if you listen to this pod, of course, it rolls over into the radio show pod. We talked a lot about Dion. We'll talk a little bit about Dion here in the pod. Upcoming, But I do think that the game of the weekend is Dolphins, who just scored 70 against the Bills, who, you know, outside of Josh Allen, kind of spitting up all over themselves. They've been a a favorite here in the last year and a half, two years to get to the Super Bowl or at least match up with the Chiefs. And they're at home now. uh, Last year, of course, they got the Dolphins end of the year at home which benefited them because, you know, warm weather team and the cold weather. But then the weather benefited Miami when they played in Miami and they seemed to wear down in the fourth quarter in the sun. This year it's flipped and they take on the Dolphins at home early. And, you know, when you get to first weekend in October in a place like or- Orchard Park, New York, I mean, you're going to have an absolutely perfect, perfect weather. So it does come down to... What can they do to slow down or even stop the Miami Dolphins offense? That that's been the, has to be the story of the first couple weeks of the season. We talked about storylines in, uh, in the Midway on Wednesday. And here's something I think you know, but I don't know if you know, that Sean McDermott, of course, he kind of came up, grew up, if you will, under a guy named Jim Johnson, legendary off, uh, defensive coordinator in Philadelphia, who alongside Andy Reid, they went to all those NFC championship games. Jim Johnson got sick with cancer and, of course, passed away. Sean McDermott took over, and they the defense fell off. Now, I don't think his schemes were the only reason, but it was that was the first really knock in his career. Now, he went back to Carolina and was the defensive coordinator with Cam Newton's team that only lost one game that year, and they went to a Super Bowl. And the defense has been good, not great in Buffalo. Some of it is. You got a guy who turns the ball over, he's going to put you in some tough spots. But McDermott is seen as an off, a defensive guru. So you have the defensive mind at head coach of Buffalo playing at home, the offensive mind of Miami, and the speed, the talent, the the versatility to run it, to throw it, to get rid of it quick. If you can't get into that game, I, I don't really know. Like, it's only October, and it doesn't mean a ton. But if there's a guy who, in a week, you think can put together a scheme, and they've been preparing for to slow down the Miami Dolphins, you would think it's Sean McDermott. And and maybe the question is, hey, it doesn't even come down to that. It comes down to, you know, can the Dolphins actually stop the Buffalo Bills or, you know, can the Buffalo Bills not turn the football over? But, you know, I, we'll talk about the buffs of Colorado against USC a little later on in this pod and also in the radio show if you you missed it. But in the NFL... You know, you have a couple of games, you know, Dallas and New England's kind of interesting. Um, You know, but there's not a lot of, uh, you know, Baltimore, Cleveland may have gotten interesting. We'll talk about the potential for a quarterback change or or a quarterback injury in that Ravens-Baltimore game. But the Ravens are so beat up. And, of course, they lost to the Colts last week. Uh, You know, you could feel like you could end the Raiders season if you're the the Chargers, you're going to win. But, like... Uh, Of the games this weekend in the NFL, I fail to see one bigger Uh, and more interesting than the Dolphins, who are undefeated, red hot, running by, through, over, whatever, all the defenses so far they faced. And now they get to face off with one of their longtime divisional arch rivals. In uh, the Buffalo Bills taking on the Miami Dolphins.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
3: They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to tireact.comslash sports to see their Toyo tire test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's tireact.comslash sports. Tireact.com, the way tire buying should be. Let's get to what the Fox says. And now. <laughs> Hey. This is Michael Irvin and Deion Sanders. They had this exchange on Undisputed. Does it bother you
0: when you hear people nah, say you don't pay your dues? No, nah, it, it really, what bothers me is they, they can't help but expose themselves. And I got love for everybody. I don't talk about nobody, Mac. Even when no. some of the tractors saying he's a big mouth and he's doing whatever I said. I promote my team. I promote my young men. I promote the coaches in our our facility and our system and everything that we have and everything that encompasses that. I never spoke negative about anyone in my life. I don't believe in that. I don't condone that. What God has me, for me is for me. It doesn't make me sit up high to put you down low. It don't. Right, it don't. Right. It don't do that. So I can't fathom why y'all keep doing this every week. And the thing that I love the most is not the kids. Yeah. It's not the kids. It's some of the coaches, but it's not the kids. So you keep on because the more you talking about me, that kid, is well, let me go find out what's over there that they don't like.
3: I just I guess here's the thing. If someone could please point out who is alleged to have been saying these things, I would love to hear them. Again, is there a is there a legitimate analyst or a high-level coach who has now look behind the scenes I guess maybe you know maybe but I don't understand how behind the scenes hurts you or whatever right coaches snipe at other coaches constantly they are they can be the worst but again even that has not been pointed out this is a completely made-up narrative There is not a single soul who questioned the legitimacy of Deion Sanders at Colorado because he took a head coaching job at Jackson State, right? That is paying your dues. Taking a head coaching job at a much lower level and then exceeding anyone's reasonable expectations in both recruiting and wins and losses is, that's what you're supposed to do. But I mean, like, let's call it like it is. It's bullshit, (laughs) There isn't anyone who's... I haven't seen anyone. He's had the complete support of the media. The only thing people have questioned is how quickly he could get it turned around and the treatment of the players who were there when he got there, where he just basically ushered them out the door. And then only now is like, yeah, I was just testing those guys. No, you weren't. I mean, the question is full of shit, and on some levels, Dion's full of shit. Right? He's full of shit with the... Oh, dude! You know, look. I was just trying to see. Somebody told them no. Somebody told them they didn't want them. to See how bad they wanted it? Like, come on, dude. No, it's not. You want to get rid of those guys? You did believe you had better players on the way, and even the guys that you have now, you believe you have better players coming. No, you don't have the bullshit bullshitters. We see it all. But in regards to the uh, who are these, the coaches? People sniping at him for not paying his name? Them? There hasn't been one. Not one. Here's Savar Arrington talking about the Lions.
0: While I felt like it was very impressive for the Lions to to play the way that they did, my my question coming out of the game, based off of what you just said, Jonas, if they get up against a team that is stout against the run, and they will get up against some teams that are stout against the run, can they do it in the air? Can they, can they win it throwing the ball? And to me, that's still that wasn't a question that was answered for me last night because it didn't have to happen. Like, Goff made some good throws. Goff always is known to make some good throws. Uh, you know, I think he can do it in the air, but can he do it at a high enough level where they can win games, where they're going to have to, to utilize passing the ball to win? That was my, like I was impressed. I don't think I, don't think I saw anything that I didn't expect out of Detroit in this game. I, we said it in the show we detailed it they're going to come out and they're going to impose their physical will against green bay that's that's what we talked about that was going to be the game plan and that's exactly what they did
3: yeah like look they they were physical they were excellent in both lines but like we're we're somehow in this place where ryan fitzpatrick said that jared goff is like what did he say it was like a, a little uh Poor man's Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan was MVP of the NFL. Matt Ryan had a 28-3 lead in Super Bowl. Matt Ryan was a really, really good, notch below Hall of Fame level quarterback. And that's exactly what Jared Goff is. He's good. He was super frustrating to the Rams because he wouldn't let it rip. You know, that he sides with the conservative so to not turn the football over. Um, he's a good enough athlete, but not really that mobile. He gets rid of it. He gets rid of it quick. He's bright. He has no real like downfall. Other than he's not. The question is, can he win you a game? Can he win you a big game on the road? Can he win a big game when they have, you know, when you have a pass rush in your face? But like somehow, I get this all the time. Like you're a poor man's cowherd. Well, thank you. A Colin Cowherd arguably the greatest person to ever put on a headset or talking to a microphone and do sports radio. I don't think I'm like Skip Bayless, but Skip Bayless has been pretty freaking successful. So, I don't, I don't even understand the pushback over Matt Ryan. Like if, I'm, if I'm Jared Goff, I'm being compared to a former NFL MVP who played in the Super Bowl, was a starting quarterback for a decade in Atlanta. By all means, compare me all you want. By all means. Here's Dan Patrick and Chris Russo. They talked about the Travis Kelsey-Taylor Swift story.
2: Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Can you at least embrace this, that it's content?
4: Uh, uh listen uh you know it's fun more than anything else it's a little fabricated to me. All of a sudden, uh, meeting mom and dad. uh meeting mom uh, ten minutes into the relation. I was a little shaky. It's also good TV, Dan, as you know better than anybody else. Let's get them going. Let's get Stephen A. Let's get Goo. <laughs> Let's get Molly involved. Uh, we are in the entertainment business, as we know. I got to sit up there and scream. They're not going to get. Uh, you know, they're not going to break down Cubs and <laughs> Suzuki dropping a fly ball. <laughs> against Atlanta. I'm not going to have Stephen A go crazy on the Cubs collapsing so everybody can identify with that. That's part of it too. You, what you're trying to do is you're trying to take something in a little different angle and trying to get a little mileage out of it. You know, and what, you can get a lot of mileage out of Kelsey and Swift. They're two huge stars. And if I take a different angle with it, it will get attention.
2: Yeah, my problem was that you have Patrick Mahomes his uh, ankle's injured. He gets taken out of the game. Nobody asks any questions about his ankle. They ask him three questions about Taylor Swift. And that's when I go, come on, guys. Let's focus on what is real here. And that's a guy who's had an injury, and maybe that comes back, uh, you know, and, and hurts them in the long run. Uh,
3: yeah, I just – I I think Jay Stu, and I'm sure he's going to get more of this in you're annoying – I think the problem is not the initial story, right? Where he kind of put it out there that he was trying to get her attention and now all of a sudden he got her attention and then they were talking and then she shows a bit of game. I think the issue becomes what we, what we believe is coming, which is the constant all out coverage of a story, which we have no idea the, the, the depth of legitimacy to it, Right. Feels like they've been out once, twice, whatever. I mean, she can't really hide anywhere, and now neither can he. And obviously, you know, financially, there's going to be some benefit to it. Some, I mean, this is a guy who did a reality show where he dated 30 women. So he's never been shy to try and use his popularity and looks as a football player to get attention off the football field. And we don't know, again, how legitimate this is. But it's not where it is now. It's where we feel like it's going. That it it becomes kind of cumbersome and like, ugh, I'm I'm over it already. I'm not to that point. I still think it's fun, but I do know what's coming. That's what the Fox said. What up, the Fox? Say. Let's find out who or what's annoying Jason Stewart. And now it's your
2: annoying.
5: Wow, Doug. Um, I. I took that whole Ryan Fitzpatrick thing completely different. And hear me out on this. Um, What's annoying about this particular exchange last night, for those who don't know, and Doug just talked about it, Ryan Fitzpatrick called uh, Jared Goff, a poor man's Matt Ryan, uh, prior to the game. And then Goff was on set after the game, and he made sure he got this in.
3: I played better throughout the rest of the game. Uh, hope
0: it's up to your standards. You played a lot, man. <laughs> okay. You, you played very well, okay. though. I, I didn't know it was a poor man's anything, but. Uh, by, oh, you know, he heard okay. that. He's listening. I heard right? about oh. it. That's oh. spicy. spicy. Call him oh. out there, Dick. Andrew. <laughs> Andrew. I, I didn't do
3: it.
5: <laughs> Matt Ryan's a pretty good player, too. Matt Ryan's a hell of a player. I told him. I'm giving you a hard time. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> I think what annoys me about this is Ryan Fitzpatrick holding back, because I don't know, Doug, when people say that you're a poor man's Colin Cowherd, you might not take it that as, as an insult, but they're trying to insult you. Uh, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick was trying to insult Jared Goff by saying he's a poor man's Matt Ryan. I, I went to the Merriam-Webster definition of the term poor man. Um, someone such as a performer who was like another person in some ways, but not as talented or successful.
3: Yeah, so, that's exactly what he is.
5: So, to me, th- that was meant as criticism. Like, that was meant as, a, as an insult. So, for Fitzpatrick in that moment to be like, well, Matt Ryan's pretty good, to me, that, that's coming off of your insult. Like, you, no, no, just stick to it. Just, just plainly tell Jared Goff as you're sitting right next to him, you are a poor man's Matt Ryan. You're not as talented and you're not as successful. As opposed to like this chummy, you know what I meant. You know, when people use the term "poor man,"s they're trying to insult you, whether you take it that way or not. That's that's up to you. But um, I found that to be annoying about that exchange. Um, Darius Slay, I don't know if you saw this, but Darius Slay is the cornerback for the Eagles, and he's frustrated with the generation of players that are playing right now. He says when it comes to the league. A lot of guys don't want to help other guys become pros. And I don't like that about the league. I ain't ever going to be one of those guys. I think what he's saying is that the current crop of NFL players are reluctant to be mentors. Um, And let me offer up this explanation, Doug. Millennials and Gen Zers are becoming veterans. Um, They are the most selfish and the second most selfish generation in the history of mankind. So it makes sense that there are fewer mentors um, when you're when you spend a lot of time concerned about yourself, you're not going to think about trying to make other people better.
3: Uh, that's funny. This is really funny. They're the, the the most selfish and the second most selfish.
5: And they're, they're becoming I, veterans, and they're becoming bosses too. By the way,
3: so. tell me how you really feel, right?
5: <laughs> um, Mark Cuban was on first take this week, and he said something that uh, raised my ire.
0: Well, I think fans looked at it from one perspective. I don't think it was as big a problem as it was made out to be. And I think a lot of the influence came from gamblers, you know, because teams, we've transitioned from a world of, hey, this is my team. I grew up a Mavs fan. I've always been a Mavs fan to, all right, on social media, half the talk, if not more, is – well, I got this bet in this game, or what mm-hmm. What? What are the odds going to be? What's the line going to be? And that influences a lot of the perspective of load management because, you know, who am I going to bet on? And that's unfortunate, but that's the reality of the world we live in.
5: This is what annoys me, Doug. The fans are the people that, like, save up their money to go to that one game to see one player play, and they don't play. Um, I think that's what he's ignoring then this, is that that, I think, is where the real unfairness plays out. When you have enough money to go to one game to see your player and he doesn't play. So I disagree with him. This was not a gambling thing. Maybe there was an aspect of that, but I I think the groundswell was from these poor fans that can't really afford to go to games, and they do, and then their guy doesn't play.
3: Uh, I think everybody hates it. Owners hate it. Fans hate it. Be- gambler- gamblers hate it. I do. I-, I agree with you on the general premise, though, is that Cuban's comments are a little bit out of touch there, right? And because he has no data to back it up, it- and he definitely has a guy at that position, the way he runs businesses, there's absolutely data. So I would agree with you. Uh, what's that? That it? Is that, the, that that it uh,
5: Fitzpatrick's tacked uh, millennials and Gen Zers and Mark Cuban. Mm, wow! I'm gonna go
3: with I'm gonna go with millennials and Gen Zers. You, the, your line. That's one of the great lines in the history of our show. That millennials and Gen Zers are the most and second most uh, selfish generation in the history of generations. And the fact that they're now leaders is a scary, scary thought. Why are we doing this? Why do I? Because
2: we can.
5: Hey, Doug, the, uh, the Mariners are still alive for the wild card in the American League because shortstop J.P. Crawford uh, walked off the Rangers last night and then he was on live TV afterwards.
2: What they should be doing. And there's a lot of celebrating that's going to happen inside. Enjoy this one. Let's fucking go! Celebration taking over here. Emotions taking over here.
3: Well, first of all, I love it. It's fun. Second of all, um, I've actually watched these games. The, the this Seattle series, that they lost two of three to to Texas, right? That they really, really needed. Or to Houston, excuse me, they really, really needed. They came from behind and beat, and beat Texas on a walk-off. But the other part to that awesome sound is the sideline reporter for the Mariners. She's really good, but she has the classic, like... Uh, let uh, I I can't like if you replay that if you would you hear her voice it's classic like TV person voice.
2: What they should be doing and there's a lot of celebrating that's gonna happen inside. There's, there's a lot of celebrating. Let's that you...
4: go!
3: Right. It's just amazing.
2: Celebration taking over here. Emotions taking over.
3: Is that yeah. is that taught to people nowadays? I can't remember. It's been so long since I've been in college. Is that what we teach people now to have the staccato sound like this? And we'll be no. Back? I don't. I don't think it is okay. anymore. She's uh, her name is uh, Jennifer Mueller, I believe. By the way, she's and not the only one. I want to say she's just, not the only yes. one. I'm not like okay. picking her, but right. but it is kind of like classic baseball and broadcaster and you know and she sounds I, I haven't looked but I would guess that she's also done like tv anchor work right that she's been an anchor person because that's you know her professional background and she just it's she's a uh she's been in Seattle forever and cover the m's forever uh, but yeah, she. I've been watching those Mariners games, and she has I, staccato. I guess is the that's the the appropriate term. It's a classic. Why can we play that for you? Because we can.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
3: They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com to see their general tire test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports, TyRat.com. the way tire buying should be. All right, let's welcome in Bill Krakenberger, professional sports better, along with Jeff Schwartz and Brian No. He co-hosts Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM every Sunday morning. Tune in Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern. They'll take you all the way to kickoff on Fox Sports Radio on the iHeartRadio app, presented by BetMGM. All right, you guys will already be on the air. So let me, let me ask you about the game being played at Wembley Stadium uh, because you won't get a chance to preview that one Uh, on the Fox Sports Radio show. Atlanta taking on Jacksonville. Jacksonville coming off two straight losses, including a really disappointing one to the Houston Texans. Now they go to their home away from home and playing in England. They're a three-point favorite, and the total is 43.
6: I lean toward Atlanta in that game, uh, maybe because I, I very rarely put emotion into things. Maybe because Jacksonville cost me ten grand last week. I lost all ten of my entries in the Survivor pool in Vegas, uh, which were a thousand bucks each. I'm kind of mad at them right now, but uh, actually, I, I I do lean Atlanta in that game. Little travel there for both teams, as we know. We will be on air. Game starts six thirty Vegas time. I'm actually in Atlantic City now, so nine thirty my time will be on air already, and. Um, You know, I I did dabble a little bit on Atlanta in that game. A rare side for me that I actually did bet uh, overseas. I try not to bet overseas games because you don't know really what kind of a fan base is going to be there for what team. If it's a public team, America team, or, you know, I I say like a Kansas City or a Dallas, you know you're going to have more of those fans in the stadium. I don't know what's going to be. I would say probably a little more Jacksonville fans there than Atlanta but I did uh, take the
3: points with Atlanta. Hmm. Okay. Took the points with Atlanta. Didn't didn't, didn't sound firmly into it, but mostly it's because of your uh, how ticked yeah. off you are at, at Jacksonville. All right, here's a big <laughs> one. Miami put up 70 last weekend at home. Take going to Buffalo, where they lost last year, but it was closer than people thought. Hey, but it, last year was in the cold. This year, perfect weather on Sunday in Orchard Park. Taking on the Bills, who've bounced back after that loss, to the Jets week one of the season. Bills are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Totals 53-and-a-half.
6: This is a different Miami team than Buffalo has probably faced in the past, coming off those big points and having a real good season and uh, this year so far. Buffalo, on the other hand, struggling back and forth with for a couple teams. And uh, I know convincingly they've won now, but you have to you know, remember that, uh, that 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 first week one. Now, this game, strangely enough, opened up 25 it's still kind of two and a half almost everywhere. I expected a little bit of home, a little bit of home favorite move movement here. Really didn't get it. I thought this game was going to go up to three. I still see minus two and a half, that so even more. Uh, There's a couple two and a half minus twenty. Uh, but this is one of those games where I just don't know uh, who is better in this spot. Because of what's happening, Buffalo playing better lately, Miami being a powerhouse. This is one of those games where I'm looking forward to watch. A nice high total of 53-and-a-half. I'm going to sit on the sidelines here and watch this game as a fan, which is very rare.
3: All right. Uh, Baltimore taking on Cleveland. Uh, There's talk of Deshaun Watson having some sort of injury issue today at practice. Cleveland's a a point-and-a-half favorite. The total, 39 points. I know Baltimore's banged up, but 39 points. Baltimore lost... After having a big lead against Indy last week at home, now they're on the road. Weather is not a problem. Total thirty nine, Cleveland a point and a half favorite.
6: And so I get a call about two and a half a little bit more than about two hours and forty five minutes ago. And they say, Hey correct, um Watson's probably not gonna play like ninety percent. Uh Baltimore plus two uh, is a really good play, plus two and a half, maybe even money line. And then I say, you know. I haven't seen much out of Watson this year, and I expected him to have a really good year after last year only playing partial season. I thought he was going to have a decent preseason um, this year. You know, he didn't get a lot of reps, but he did get reps enough where I thought he was going to be okay and maybe, you know, come back to 100%. Didn't really see a lot of that out of him this year. Um, But yet I did take a, a bet on Baltimore Money line, plus 120, which is now down to, like, plus 105, plus 110. So just based on a value bet of him, when they do confirm, because I'll tell you what, from the two different sources that called me, they're usually right. They're usually spot on. So I think he's not playing. I think when it's uh, positively announced, we're going to have this game flip-flop and and, uh, Baltimore becomes the favorite in this game, even though they are in Cleveland, the old rival, um, you know, after what happened there, when uh, Art Modell moved the team out under the cover of darkness, so um, I, I think I think here we have a situation where we're going to have Baltimore be the favorite. So if anyone was thinking about getting Baltimore, I think now is the time. I have pretty good sources there.
3: Okay, uh, I'm, I'm with you. I had the I had I had a similar call and saw some similar stuff go down. Um, Colts now have. Their young quarterback back cleared from concussion protocol, and he's starting. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. That game's now a pick 'em against the Rams in Indy. Who do you like?
6: That game is uh, another one of those games, probably sitting by the sidelines here. I-, I just don't know. I have to see Indy again. Now, listen, Indy's played very good this year, kept in close games, beat out. Uh, you know, um, they-, they really, not only have they actually won outright in a good dog spot. Now we have a Rams team that opened up first week, and they weren't supposed to be good. Uh, all all the guys I know, sharp guys, square guys, everyone said, oh, the Rams are going to... The Rams have actually played much better. That first week after beating Seattle, they kind of opened my eyes a little bit. Um, I, I know that, uh, they, like I said, they played better, but maybe not as, as of late last week. This NFL, anything can happen. Any given week, anything can and will happen. This game opened up, um, looks like it opened up around Pickham or even one at the Sharp Sportsbook here in Vegas that opens up lines. It's Pickham right now, solid this is a vanilla number kind of across the screen at most spots. This is going to be a sideline game for me, sitting and watch on the sidelines here. If it did go to one and a half either way, though, I'll tell you, because there is maybe an odd tick to, number, to a one. I would take either team, the dog, in a teaser, going through the key numbers of three and seven. I like to do that a lot. It uh, bit me in the butt last night with Green Bay. But um good enough I only have one teaser. It could have been a lot of teaser spots last night for Green Bay. So uh, right now nothing unless it goes to one and a half.
3: Chargers, Raiders. Chargers finally get a win, but uh survive to do so. They're five point favorites at home and the total's four eight and a half.
6: Boy, are, are the Raiders this bad? Like I like I five and a half sounds like a lot of points for the Raiders. Um uh, you know, but then again, the think about that first week that they seventeen sixteen over Denver. Um uh, I just don't know if they're that bad. Yes, they had a bad week again last week. But listen, you can't go by the Las Vegas home crowd. There was 65%, 70% terrible towels screaming, yelling in the stadium, uh, Pittsburgh fans. Um, Vegas tried to come back at the end. Coaching error, as we all know. I am just one of those guys that can't do anything right with these Chargers. Uh, if anything, I definitely lean towards the Las Vegas with the points there.
3: Hmm. Okay. Uh, I, pick ugly teams. I know I do. I give me give me give me two more that you like, so I know where where to lead you.
6: Sure, sure, sure. I I actually like, you know, I I don't like teasing uh road teams, but I do like Kansas City over the Jets this week. Teasing down from nine um, down to you want to go you want to go under, so you want to go under. You want to go to two and a half minus two and a half um, with 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 Kansas City, and the other leg of that teaser will, will probably be Tennessee at home. Whenever there's a low total, boy, if there's a spot to tease through key numbers, that, that's, that's usually money. So Here you have a total of 41 in Cincinnati, Tennessee. Uh, I, I like to go through the key numbers of the three and the seven. Take Tennessee plus eight and a half. Take Kansas City minus two and a half. It looks a lot easier than it is. That's why you pay a tax. You pay a penalty. on uh, Instead of paying 11 to 10, you're going to pay 13 to 10 or, 13 or 14 to 10, depending on uh, how big of a teaser you take. I also look to Monday Night Football. Ugly game, Seattle and the Giants. I kind of like Seattle in this spot. Seattle's a lot better than the Giants, trust me. And this game to be under a field goal shocks me. So I like Seattle, even though they are on the road. In New York, which doesn't seem to mean much, as we know, the first week Dallas beating them forty nothing in New York. Um, there's there's a there's a couple of bets I do like for this weekend.
3: Awesome stuff, Crack. Love having you on. Uh, obviously, love the Sunday show as well. Bill Krakenberger, professional sports better, along with Jeff Schwartz, Brian No, they co-host Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM, every Sunday morning. Tune in this Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern. They take you all the way up to kickoff on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app, presented by BetMGM. Crack, thanks so much. Thanks, Doug. Take care. Let's get to our pick of the day. Okay, sir, the bet is to you. All in, baby!
1: It's time for the pick of the day.
3: I, I actually got to pick on tonight's game. You know, there's a big, NFL, a big college football game tonight where you have Utah State taking on Oregon State. Oregon State's a four-point favorite. Oregon State hasn't got what they want out of DJ Ungalele. And Utah, we still, still don't know if Cam Rising is going to play. I like Utah in this spot. They're a four-point dog on the road in Corvallis. Their defense, their line play—you know—they won the 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 Pac-12 last year. They got great culture. I like Utah. I think we're giving Oregon State the excuse that they played on the road last week. I just don't think they're as good as the Utes. I think the the Utes uh, are—it's—they're on a crash course to take on USC again, the Pac-12 championship game. I get USC, and I'll take—I mean, excuse me—I get Utah, and I'll take the four points. All right, that's it for the In the Bonus podcast. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Doug Gottlieb. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic.
2: Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.
4: If you dare.